الحمد لله وكفى والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لئن شكرتم لازيدنكم وقال الله تعالى في ايه اخرى فذكروني اذكركم فاشكروا لي ولا تكفروا سبحان ربك رب العزه اما يصفون وسلاما على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم شكر ان الدين means to be grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give thanks and gratitude to Allah ta'ala But shukr also means to be appreciative of how much Allah Ta'ala has done for us. And when we appreciate how much Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala has done for us, then we use all of the bounties and blessings in Allah Ta'ala's worship and remembrance. You see, once if somebody gives you something, so simply out of being polite, you will say, Jazakallah, maybe if they're a stranger, you may say, Thank you. But you might not appreciate it so much. You will say Jazakallah for receiving the gift and you may just put it somewhere else. Shukr means both, that you are thankful to Allah Ta'ala, but then you're appreciative, you view that bounty as blessing, as something that came from Allah So it's precious to you, it's valuable to you. You appreciate it more. Like once we gave you the example, if somebody gives you a ramal, this piece of cloth, And let's say it's not something that you normally wear or normally use. So you will say Jazakallah to them and you will be polite and you will say thank you and you will take it, but then you will put it away and put it in a drawer and maybe never see it again. Hmm? But if they tell you that no, I was thinking of you in Umrah and I bought this for you from Medina Manawra and it's from Medina Manawra that I brought you this gift, then you will say Jazakallah, you will say thank you, but then you will appreciate it. You will be appreciative. You will value it. You will feel special. You will feel this has been gifted and given to me especially. You will find some way to use it. You will find the most noble and excellent and virtuous way to use it. So that's what it means to be, do shukr to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not really to acknowledge with thanks and gratitude that He gave us all the bounties and blessings. But to appreciate them and to express that appreciation by using them in His worship and remembrance. This is called having shukr. And if you think about the blessings Allah Ta'ala has given us, there's so very many. First of all, Allah Ta'ala created us. Just the very act of creation. Like Allah Ta'ala says in Quran, that don't you remember there was a time when you were mansiyah, you were forgotten, means you didn't even exist. You were non-existent, unknown to this world. The very fact that we exist is the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Were He not to have created us, we would have never even had this chance to live in Jannah forever. Can you imagine? So what would it mean? We would have been deprived of an eternal happiness. Eternal happiness. So even just this life, this existence, this wujud is a great blessing from Allah Ta'ala. So we should appreciate it. You shouldn't wait till a person you hit 60s. You shouldn't wait till you're diagnosed with illness. You shouldn't wait all the way then to appreciate this gift of life. The young, middle-aged man, woman, person should appreciate this life as a gift from Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. 
Imagine like this, if there's somebody who is 45 years old and they're diagnosed all of a sudden with stage 3 cancer and the doctor tells them that according to medical science you have only 6-7 months left to live. Now imagine how much they would appreciate their life. That is how much every one of me and you should already be appreciating our life if we were to truly do shukr to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To shukr means to be appreciative, to value it, to view it as precious and valuable gift from Allah ta'ala to us. That not only did Allah Ta'ala give us existence and creation, He made us from the greatest of all of His creation, Ashraf al-Makhluqat, which is called Insan. Now what happened was those false religions, false religions, that they believe in reincarnation, that they believe Allah Ta'ala gave them Hidayah, and Allah Ta'ala enables us to honor what a gift this Hidayah is, that we don't believe in such things. Hmm? This is we, how much shukr we should do to Allah Ta'ala. We could also have been of those humans who believe this, that when I die I might be born again as a rock, or I might be born again as a cow, or I might be born again as a tree. Allah Akbar. Hmm? But you will find in all of these false religions, you can trace it back to some understanding that was originally correct, but again it became twisted. So the original correct understanding was rather to look at it this way, not that I will be born again in some other life or some next life, but the understanding was in this life to look that Allah Ta'ala made me born from a human being. In this life, Allah Ta'ala, if He had wished, could have made me a rock instead, could have made me a tree instead. He could have not created me. He could have created me in animal form. He could have created me in plant form. But second blessing is Allah Ta'ala chose to create me in human form. Allah Ta'ala made me in some. It's a delicate thing, don't misunderstand. It means that sometimes a person reflects on this. That, ya Allah, how you gave me this gift of insaniyyah. That insan to whom you address, Ya ayyuhal insan ma ghadraka bi rabbikul kareem. You made me from that insan to whom you talk to in Quran. This is a gift from Allah SWT. Hmm? This is a gift from Allah SWT. And some of the mashayikh used to look like that. When they used to look at the natural creation, it would make them appreciate their humanity more. It would make them value their humanity more. They would be grateful that, Ya Rabb, you made me human. Most of us, we don't even think on this level. But this was their level of shukr. To their very existence, then being human, then obviously then the third great blessing from Allah Ta'ala, not only are we makhluk, not only we're insan, but Allah Ta'ala gave us the gift of iman. We're insanim mu'min. Hmm? So, how foolish it is. Again, twisted. The twisted way is, oh, I was born in a Muslim family, and so, therefore, I don't have free will. And what happened to Raj? He was born in a Hindu family. Twisted. You should have been so grateful. You never said that about your dunya, did you? Did you ever question this decree of Allah Ta'ala? That I was born to parents who had money. I could have been born to extremely poor people, so therefore I'm not entitled to my money. I should go live a life of poverty. Did you ever think like that? Hmm? That you don't question, that you accept, that you 100% accept what you were born with. Is it the only one thing you question? Did you ever think like this? That, oh, I was born healthy, I went to children's hospital, I saw that the children who were born with leukemia and this, I should become like that. Hmm? You ever think like that? You accept every single thing Allah Ta'ala gave you at birth unquestioningly. Is it only the gift of iman that Allah Ta'ala gave you at birth that you raised this philosophical question that why was I given iman? That's called ungrateful. 
such a person in harsh English should be called an ungrateful wretch. Wretched is that person who accepts every single bounty and blessing from Allah Ta'ala unquestioningly, only questions this, that why was it that I was born with Imam? But that shows you the level, the level of the perversion and the level of the fitna that we live in this time. And don't think it's not just university students who have asked me this question. Good, praying, practicing believers, sometimes they come ask me this question. Once a boy asked me this question in Medina Munawwara, right outside Masnabui. I had gone for salam. He had gone for salam. He had, I didn't notice him. He was apparently ahead of me. So when I came out, he was waiting for me. He said, oh, I was also making salam. I saw you making salam. You are my professor. I wanted to ask you a question. Ever since I've come around having doubts, I said, Ya Allah, we're standing right there. Nilag, green dome is right there. Right after salam, he asked me this question that I don't understand. Allahu Akbar. La hawla wa la quwwata why is it that I was born into an Iman family? Can you imagine? Huh? And I was amazed. <laughs> and he had this. Oh, and he, had, he was a practicing believer. Hmm? I couldn't believe it. I'm Aman al-Hafiz. May Allah protect us from all such doubts and skepticisms and questioning and pondering. So the cure to this is shukr. <laughs> How much shukr he should have done. He's in Medina Manawra, Masjid Nabi. He just said salam to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi sallam. What a state of shukr he should have been in at that moment. And I realized this fitna is deep. I said, Ya Allah, this fitna is so deep. It entered Medina Manawra. La hawla wa la la This is lack of shukr. This should be the one thing you never question. You take it gratefully. We should, be so, we should be so grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So here this is the third bounty and blessing, Iman. That Allah ta'ala gave us Iman. How much should we appreciate this? Yes, says, You go and walk this world and see what happened. Look at the ruins of those civilizations who Allah ta'ala did not bless with Iman. Your whole heart and home would be in such ruins. That's what Allah ta'ala wants us to see. Your own heart and home, your whole life would be in desolation and ruin if Allah Ta'ala had not blessed you with Iman. This is how much shukr we should do. So grateful, so appreciative. It means that Iman should be the most precious, priceless thing that we have. If there's one thing I'm going to safeguard, it's not my money, it's not my jewelry drawer. If there's one thing I'm going to make sure a stain doesn't come on, it's not my new clothing. If there's one thing I'm going to safeguard and make sure a single stain doesn't come in it, it should be my iman. This precious iman, golden iman, pure iman, pristine iman. Allahu Akbar. Each one can be a separate lecture. Hmm? Valuing our iman could be a whole topic in of itself. But here today we're talking to you about shukr. Fourth blessing. Fourth blessing. Allah Ta'ala created us, makhluk. Allah Ta'ala made us from humanity, insan. Allah Ta'ala gifted us of iman. And from the whole history of iman, Allah Ta'ala made us from the ummah of Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Not just mu'mineen, but Allah Ta'ala gave us iman bi Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Yes, the other anbiya, they all believed in Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But it's unknown to what extent they shared that with their ummah. It's quite possible that they were followers, true followers of Musa alayhi salam, that they never knew about Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. 
we've been given this sharf iman bil mustafa sallallahu alaihi wasallam ummat mustafa sallallahu alaihi wasallam how much shukr should we do for that it means that allah ta'ala gave us the best of the best of the best of the best hmm? non existent existent best best between any other creation and insan insan is best between any other philosophy ideology and the way of iman iman is best and from all of the histories of historical traditions of iman being from the ummah and nabi akram sallallahu alaihi islam this is the best in fact this should be a separate number in fact in of itself being of ummah and mustafa sallallahu alaihi number 4 and deen islam number 5 hmm allah gave us this deen you could have been born a jew maybe even a practicing jew but you would have had the deen of judaism maybe even the true original one but that's still less than deen of islam maybe you could have born on true pure original christianity but that's still less than the deen of islam hmm the best of the best of the best of the best of the best hmm so if a person is shukr so they will also feel that yalla then i should try to also be from the best one of your creation from the best one of your creatures servants and slaves from the best of humanity from the best of the ummah the mustafa from the best of the people on din islam that's called shukr that's called shukr not just thanks shukr is thanks appreciation and translation into action now how many of us think like that how many think ya rab i want to be your you gave me the best i want to be your best you think like that in dunya yes in dunya if your boss gives you an early promotion huh and you say oh i'm 28 and i'm sitting in manager's office so what do you do you tell your boss sir i really appreciate you're putting this confidence in me and i'm going to work day and night and be the best manager you ever had in this company yeah that's how you talk to dunya huh that's how they, i'm telling you i'm telling you ask any of our corporate friends that's how they are i'm going to be the best manager you ever had in this company and then he sits in the manager's chair he gets lut and lazat from the chair he gets lut and lazat from the desk and then they put his name plaque they write manager he gets lut and lazat and he tells his wife and he even comes home and i'm not doing this to make you laugh it's a reality he even comes home and he tells his wife that oh wife today i was promoted to manager and he chokes up and he starts tearing in his eyes but he never shed tears on this fact that allah taala made him from ummah mustafa sallallahu alaihi wasallam he never appreciated this fact that allah taala made him from deen islam or you can't choke up on the bounties that allah taala gave you but you choke up and you cry on the bounties that the dunya throws at your feet hmm allah akbar on my side they say the dunya is like scraps turned to a dog dunya is like scraps turned to a dog you see the scraps they throw to the dog the leftover the worst the rejected meat grade d meat even the bones hmm and you're so appreciative of that your multinational corporation told you a scrap and you choked up and you cried huh and you cannot appreciate the bounties and blessings that allah taala gave you Hmm? Allah Akbar kabira. Hmm? You understand? I'm not saying you should do shukr to Allah Taala. I'm not saying that. But the point is, relatively speaking, which should have made you choke up more? Which should have made you cry more? 
No doubt, Dean tells you, you should be the best manager you can be. Dean tells you, you should be grateful, Ya Rab, you gave me promotion. No doubt. But all your emotions are there for the bounties of dunya. When are you going to start feeling emotion and passion? Shukr is an emotion. Shukr appreciation is a passion. When are you going to start feeling that for the bounties of deen Allah Ta'ala gave you? Hmm? You should choke up and say, Oh wife, this night I was wakering late and I thought to myself, maybe I won't pray Fajr. I didn't set the alarm. But Allah Ta'ala made me wake up anyway. Allah Ta'ala made me wake up anyway. Allahu Akbar Kabira. Hmm? You're so appreciative of the dunya that you don't deserve. So that's our humility. You say, oh, I don't deserve this promotion. Oh, Allah Ta'ala blessed me with shops. I don't deserve it. Yes, you should be appreciative of that dunya you received that you didn't deserve. But then how much more appreciative should you be of that deen you received that you didn't deserve? How much appreciation should be there? That's called shukr. That's called shukr. This is what I'm saying. We are very far from shukr. We think we are not grateful servants. That's what they say, kalilum. Very few will actually be shukur. Will be truly deeply appreciative. Wa kalilum min shukur. Very few of my creatures, slaves, servants will actually be shukur. But this is what we want. We want to become abdun shukur to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not just shakir. Shukur. Hmm? Deeply appreciative from the depth of our heart, from the bottom of our being, every emotion, every passion should be dripping appreciation for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So these five blessings, makhluk, insan, iman, deen, islam, and from the ummah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then yes, at the same time, Allah ta'ala has given us worldly blessings. Every single health you have is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Hmm? You ask a doctor, when you get sick, they say, oh, some bacterial infection. So those bacteria weren't there every other day of the year, and they were there. They were there in the billions. But Allah Ta'ala protected you all those times. <laughs> every day you breathe without infection, who's protecting you? The same bacteria in the same air you're breathing in your same lungs. So 99.9999% of time, out of the power and will and wish of Allah, He protects us from getting sick. He protects us from getting sick. But no, that point zero zero one percent time we get sick, we start complaining. Hmm? Oh, why did this happen to happen now? Oh, I was just going to go for that deal. Oh, I had that business trip planned. Now I got sick. Allah, what? Hmm? Don't you realize that you were healthy all this time? Don't you realize you were healthy all this time? And one part of you gets sick. One part of you gets sick. So you have knee pain, you get arthritis. But don't you see the health of your lungs, the health of your heart, the health of your kidney, the health of your eyes, the health of your hearing. Oh, so many things. The list could go on and on and on. Hmm? You should feel when you go to the medical clinic, okay, I'm sitting in front of this doctor, let's say the, whatever it is, rheumatologist. But you should do shukr when you pass the names of all the, ya shukr Allah, I don't have to go to dermatologist. Shukr, I'm not sitting in front of a surgeon. Shukr, I'm not in front of an oncologist. How many shukr should you do when you pass through all that long list of doctors before you sit in front of the one doctor you have to sit in front of? Don't worry, we love the doctors, don't worry. <laughs> hmm? I'm a shukr. But we don't feel like that. You don't feel that feeling of shukr. Always worried, only parashan, only worried all the time. Unappreciative, unappreciative. 
Hmm? Not appreciative to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So many stories. Once our Shaykh, he told us a story of one of his students in Punjab, Pakistan, who had an accident, motorcycle accident. And it was a very strange, look, it's the precision of Allah Ta'ala's takdeer. The precision of Allah Ta'ala's takdeer. What got injured in the whole accident, Allahu Alam, how this happened, he lost one eyelid. That's it. He lost one eyelid. Ajeeb. <laughs> but now he doesn't have eyelid. So he can't blink. This one test, Allahu Akbar. Up now he can't blink. So what would he do? Sometimes he would put water. But by keep putting water, then his eyes started getting swollen. His eyes started getting puffy. You know, like when you take a shower very long and then your fingers, you know what I'm talking about, get wrinkled. So his eyes started getting wrinkled. So then he stopped doing that. But then again he couldn't blink. Then if there was the slightest dust in the air, he couldn't blink. Allah Akbar. Then he said, shake this one eyelid. One eyelid, maybe one centimeter. It is such a big ni'mat from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Hmm? Allah Akbar Kabira. Hmm? Even when I say this story, and I heard this story many times in the early years, because I'd love to tell this story. Even now, my own eyes, they start twitching a little. I just can't imagine. Ya Rab. Huh? One eyelid. Hmm? Perfect eyesight. Perfect vision. Perfect everything else. One eyelid. Hmm? Allah Akbar Kabira. How much appreciative we should be of the bounties and blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Hmm? We don't reflect. We don't reflect. Uncaring. Uncaring. Hmm? We're only obsessed with creation that they should appreciate me. That why don't you appreciate what I do for you? Why don't you appreciate? Always insistent that others must appreciate us when we ourselves are so unappreciative of how much Allah Ta'ala did for us. min hmm? How few of my slaves Allah Ta'ala says will be shakur. Hmm? Then our husband used to tell a story of a woman on the woman's side that she had some digestive disease, some problem, due to which she could only eat the most bland of meal or liquid diet, something like that. And her whole life still she had to cook and prepare the food for the family. And she says, my whole life is this. I prepare all types of dishes for all types of other people to eat, but me I have to have this single bland formula meal. We never think, we never appreciate. We just eat all those things. Ya Rab, you put in me the ability to digest Halim, and to digest Kujur, date, and to digest sweet dish, and to digest rice, and to digest this. Ya Rab, huh? Hmm? SubhanAllah. These people, they designed an engine. They say it's petrol, don't put diesel in it. They say diesel, you can't put petrol in it. It's gas, you can't put oil in it. Huh? Allah Akbar. And Allah Ta'ala designed engine. Oh, you put whatever you want in it. That's it from halal, right? Allah Akbar. Look at this perfection of Allah Ta'ala's design. Hmm? Look at this perfection of Allah Ta'ala's design. And if Allah Ta'ala tests one of us like that with some illness, that no, now you can only put one type of thing in this engine. Difficult. <laughs> Difficult to only live life like that. Hmm? Just having that bland thing. That this is physical. That Allah Ta'ala, there's so many more. Limitless. Lack of suha. You can never count even one category. You're just running through the categories. Next is mental, intellectual. Every thought you think is a mercy from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The ability to remember your name is a mercy from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yes. Basic thought, cognition is a mercy from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because you know, there are people like that. And those who are completely autistic or completely mentally handicapped. 
if you see them and if you see the parents, the sabr and the incredible willpower they have to show to raise a child like that, you will do shukr. You will do shukr. All our motor skills, abilities, so many abilities Allah has given us. The whole neurological system. Allah Akbar. But don't, that's the system. Every single thought, every idea you have, every time you understand any one thing, it is all the karam and fuzzle of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah Akbar. Whether it's reading, whether it's speaking, whether it's thinking, all of those faculties. Hmm? So then, you could only use it to read and understand the dunya. Who or salihin, they used all of the skill, ability, thought, understanding Allah Ta'ala gave them to understand Qur'an, to understand Allah. This is called marifatullah. We are so busy in marifat of makhluk. We know so many things about the world, so many details, details about cars, details about watches, details about construction, details about products, details about marketing, details about finance. Oh, we know so many details. Our Mashaikh say that we've gone, gone into the tafsilat of makhluk and we forgot the tafsil of khalik. Huh? We went into, we dive deep into the depths of knowledge of creation and we have yet to even skim the surface of the knowledge of our creator. So what is that? Unappreciative. Unappreciative. Ya Rabbi, if you give me a mind, I want that mind to be full of thoughts for you. If you give me understanding, I want to have deep understanding of you. If you let me read and ponder, I want to have tadabbar on Quran. Oh Ya Rabbi, every single mental, intellectual blessing you gave me, I want to use it to understand you and understand deen and understand the sunnah of my Nabi Kareem, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. I want that hikmah, Ya Rabbi, that you say in Quran that whoever you give hikmah, you've given them a tremendous khair. I want that filled in my brain. No, we put junk reading magazines. How can you even subscribe to a magazine? You're feeding junk in your dis. Allah Ta'ala gave you this. You're feeding it with junk. And then you're surfing junk and Google, YouTube, Wikipedia, junk. You're feeling junk in this. This noble, beautiful mind that Allah Ta'ala gave you to know and discover Him. And you fill it with junk. Hmm? Allah Akbar Kabira. It's not sugar. Unappreciative. Unappreciative. Hmm? Can't even resist the airline magazine. Hmm? Any chance to get any junk, you will put it in your mind. You can look at every billboard. Junk. Lowering the gaze isn't just from lowering gaze as a way of life. Ya Rabbi, I never gave you that topic. That's the main topic of ours. Substance. Hmm? Lowering the gaze is a way of life. <laughs> Every billboard you look at, junk. Every ad you look at, junk. Every cereal box you read, the back puzzle, junk. Oh yes, so much junk, feeling junk in this mind. Then you say, I can't concentrate on Allah in Muraqabah. Oh, you cluttered your mind. <laughs> you cluttered yourself. You put so much junk. How are you going to focus and concentrate on Allah Ta'ala's name? Hmm? <coughs> This is why we told you when you come to Itikaf, this is one of the many, many limitless blessings of being in this gathering. That you leave the junk behind. You leave the clutter behind. You leave your desk behind. You leave your bookshelf of random books on current events behind. You leave it all behind. You come uncluttered, unfettered. 
Like Sheikh Abdul Qadir Jalain Abdul used to say, he met metaphorically, he metaphorically, he said, come to my mudzis naked. He meant that strip yourself of everything. Strip yourself of all of your preconceptions, of all of your ideas. Strip yourself bare and then come into this mudzis and then see kya rang chartai. Then see what type of coating will come on you. Hmm? Allahu Akbar. This is word for Sibhagatullah, to infuse someone. It's not a coating. It's infusion. Hmm? To infuse them with the dye and color of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But how are you going to do that when you have so much junk? So we haven't done shukr for this mind. We haven't done then chatting. Idle chatter. Talking to each other about random things. Random events. Recent happenings. All junk. All junk. Unappreciative of the tongue and unappreciative of your ears. Your ears were given to you to listen to Qur'an, to listen to Nasiha, to listen to Ilm. Your tongue was given to you to make dua, to make zikr, to be a force of good in this world, to enjoy the good, to prevent the evil. We're involved in so much junk, so all this junk is lack of shukr. Lack of shukr. But this is our physical, then was our mental. Then Allah has given us emotions. Emotions, the ability to feel. You know, there's one disorder, it's called Asperger's Syndrome. This is the person they claim, Allahu Alam, I don't know, and I don't accept most of, much of psychiatry, psychology, but it's a field, so they make this claim, that the person is unable to feel emotion. So let's say there's a disease, and Allah Ta'ala could do that, because Allah Ta'ala has made physical diseases, He's made mental diseases, so naturally Allah has definitely made emotional behavioral diseases. The problem is that should you medicate them with medicines that psychiatry have a problem with, I don't have a problem with the psychology counseling therapy, because also understand this by the way, I should make this clear as I'm going, that sometimes some people, look, just like Allah Ta'ala will afflict many of us with some physical illness at some point in our life, Allah Ta'ala can afflict us with some mental illness, senility, memory loss at one point in our life, Allah Ta'ala does sometimes test people with emotional and behavioral illness. That's why in deen is completely allowed, completely allowed and acceptable for you to go to a therapist, counselor, psychologist, not psychiatrist, psychologist, therapist, counselor, who is trained to understand the emotional behavioral illnesses and bring you out of that through some process of therapy. Why I'm against psychiatry? Because psychiatry makes a unique scientific claim. And I discussed this with some psychiatrists in America, and I asked any of the doctors here if you can give me the answer to this later. They make a claim that you have, like for example, when I was in Lahore, a lot of students came to me said, we've been diagnosed with bipolar disorder. There was this trend all of a sudden. One by one, they just kept coming, bipolar, 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 bipolar. And they were being overdiagnosed, and they were being given medicine. Now the amazing thing in any other field of medicine, if a doctor is going to give you some prescription strength drug, there must be some diagnostic there must be some blood test they took which establishes you need this ingredient. There must be some CT scan, some x-ray, something. For the bipolar kid, nothing. It's just a claim. There's no scan they did of the brain that says that you have this chemical imbalance, therefore we're going to give you this medicine to address that imbalance. There's no scan that is done. Okay, he takes the drug for a few weeks. Is the chemical balance being fixed or not? Is there any scientific basis to establish that? Not at all. They just look at what you talk to them. Allah Akbar, they're trying to be sheikh. Huh? They're trying to be sheikh. That's what we do. That you come and talk to us and just by your talking we figure you out. Huh? Yeah? 
So you should stay aware. I want to let you know this. Why? Because sometimes people who come to Sheikh, actually some of you, some people, some people actually have a behavioral illness. It's a slight thing Allah Ta'ala has afflicted you with. So actually Sheikh isn't the only solution. Yes, zikr will help. Dua will help. But there's no harm in taking some counseling. Maybe part of your anger is due to some trauma that took place when you were a child. A counselor can help you with that. Even maybe our Mashai can do that, but maybe we just don't have time for that sometimes. Right? So I'm telling you honestly, we don't always have the time for all of that counseling. There's no harm to go to someone who is trained in that counseling to help you out of that trauma, to help you out of that OCD. That's, these are real things. But don't go to psychiatrists. This is my advice to you. You are left to consult your own medical professionals and your own family members. But my personal advice to you, especially if any of you are students of us, that part of the Tazkiyah process may involve you having some counseling and therapy, but don't go to a psychiatrist and don't take that medicine. Alright? This was a side track when I was explaining to you the emotional. The Allah Ta'ala has given us emotional. So there's something called Asperger syndrome. So the person is unable to feel emotion. Can you imagine how much shukri you should do? You can feel joy. You know, it's so severe that they see their children and they can't feel any joy at it. They can't feel joy at looking at their child smiling. What a ni'mah, what a bounty and blessing this is for Allah Ta'ala. That it enables us to feel emotions of joy, emotions of happiness, emotions of pleasure, emotions of contentment. This is also a mercy from Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala. But again, appreciative. Appreciative means then we should have wanted to feel the happiness and joy and delights and ecstasies of deen. The happiness, joy, ecstasies of deen, of ibadah, of zikr and dua. How unappreciative that we're able to feel the joys of the dunya and we can't feel the joys of deen. Hmm? The person would say, I find that sports match gripping. Gripping. His wife will say, yes, he was glued to screen. So he has emotional ability. He has that emotional ability, but he can't find his salah gripping. He can't, can't find tafsir gripping. He can't glue himself to deen. So this unappreciative lack of shukr. You use your emotions misplaced. You misplace that feeling. He says, I get a thrill. I get a thrill and joy when my team wins. Allah Akbar. It's not even your team. <laughs> huh? Only one friend of ours he can say is actually his team. Huh? For the rest of you, it's not your team. Hmm? They're somewhere in thousands of miles away running around in the field. You're sitting at home. <laughs> but what does he do when his team wins? He gets up, he feels happy. And when his team loses, he feels sad. What's the matter with you? <laughs> you think sadness? Allah Ta'ala gifted you with the ability to feel sad. That same man, I'm telling you seriously, that same man will miss Fajr in the morning. Didn't feel sad. The same man watches sports match, his team loses, he feels sad. What's the matter with you? <laughs> These emotions were given to you to feel for deen, to feel for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Hmm? You've misplaced these emotions. You're unappreciative. Unappreciative. Allah Akbar Kabira. You understand now what shukr is? Shukr is all about Allah. Shukr is all about turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's not just thanks. No, no. Shukr will change your life. 
Shukr is a big maqam in suluk. It's one of the maqamat of suluk. It's one of the ways to get close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's a part of qurb. It's a way to become muqarrab, intimately near to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is called shukr. This is called shukr. Hmm? And instead what do we have? We had so many complaints. Hmm? Another blessing Allah Ta'ala has given us. Another blessing Allah Ta'ala has given us is our family. Family. Ask that mother who has no children what a blessing children are. Ask that man who remains unmarried what a blessing a wife is. Ask that woman who is widowed, divorcee what a blessing husband is. Ask that child who is orphaned what a blessing parents are. Hmm? Family. Allahu Akbar. But we must make shukr. <laughs> shukr. Instead, family dispute, family feud, family strife. Ahawla wa lakuta Allah billah. You must have very, very strong, very, very, very strong family ties. I could not overemphasize or exaggerate to you the importance of family tie in deen. Let me give you one way so you understand. If everything else in your deen, if every single other thing in your deen is going perfect, you perfectly your your gaze, you wake up every night for tahajjud, you read Quran every day, you give lots of charity, you never lie, you never steal, you never cheat, every single thing is going perfectly in deen, but one thing in your life, you have strife with your family member, you are disenchanted with your own father, you are separate from your own brother, you mistreat your own wife, that one thing is enough to negate all of those other things you have in deen. That's how important Allah Ta'ala views family. Allahu Akbar Kabira. This is why shaitan is in Quran. This is one of the things shaitan does. It's in Quran Ta'ala mentions shaitan tries to come between husband and wife. He knows if I get him to be slight indiscretion, if I get him to have infidelity, or all the way I can move him to adultery, he'll be finished. All this will be finished. All his zikr, itikaf, Ramadan, Umrah, Hajj, Tabliq, Dawah, Ilm, everything. I can finish it in one shot. If I can put enmity between the two brothers, I'll finish his deen in one shot. If I can put enmity between father and son, I will finish their deen in one shot. Let him teach. Let him rise up at night. His deen is finished. Allahu Akbar Kabira. So we must make shukr. <laughs> We must be more appreciative, more grateful, more honoring of the family ties. Hmm? This is a major thing to work on in Ramadan and in generally. Otherwise, why? Why? Because it means you're unappreciative of that spouse Allah gave you. Hmm? This is one of the biggest fitness. That's why our beloved Shaykh, he talks about this so much, so many times. Hazrat Barakatum has done such long series on marriage. Long series on marriage. It's part of your tasawwuf. Fixing your marriage is part of your tasawwuf. Fixing your marriage is part of tazkiyah. Fixing your marriage is part of deen. Fixing your marriage is part of your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You must do shukr for your spouse. She is the one who Allah ta'ala gave you. That's enough for you. She is the one Allah gave you and she is the one you took Allah's name and made nikah with her. It's two ways. She is the one that Allah Ta'ala gave you and she is the one you took Allah Ta'ala's name when you made with nikah with her. You took the sharia, shari nikah, and thereby made her halal for you. You used the process of deen, thereby she became your wife. Hmm? 
It's so strange. This is a common disease amongst men now. They become unappreciative. Why? Because yes, no 40-year-old can look as beautiful as she did when she was 20. There's no woman like that. <laughs> it doesn't exist. <laughs> and you yourself are no longer that ha strapping handsome man that you were when you were 20. Huh? Huh? Lord, huh? But no, they just they say no. Huh? Random woman I saw on the tube in London. Why does my wife not look like that? Huh? The shameless things the husband tried to get their Muslim women to do. Unspeakable to you in the masjid. Hmm? Shameless things. Allah Akbar. We're horrified. We, 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 get, we can't handle those questions. Hmm? Ya Allah. Can you imagine the horror that the woman is going through? That she has to ask some shaykh through some anonymous email that my husband is wanting me to do these, these things. Can you imagine the horror in her life? Hmm? And she has to... Her, what, what, ya Allah. Hmm? Twisted. Aping the West. Even American English, they call aping the West. When you imitate like that, you are like an ape. You are like an animal. Aping the West. Hmm? What's the matter with you? What's the ma are you an animal? Hmm? Just because you saw some fitna in the Western world, you want that fitna to be part of your own home life? <laughs> you want that filth to enter your own home? Allahu hmm? Akbar. So strange. Strange. What happened to nobility? What happened to virtue? What happened to excellence? What happened to piety? What happened to modesty? What happened to chastity? Hmm? We don't do sugar. We don't do sugar. Hmm? So family. Family is also a great blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Family is a great blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Hmm? So then what happens? What happens if a person does this shukr? So now understand, now with this new understanding of shukr becoming shukur, then go back and think, لَإِن شَكَرْتُمْ لَأَزِيدَنُّكُمْ And Allah will give you more, more barakah in your family, more marifat of him, more understanding of Qur'an, more feeling in salah, more shame over sin, all of the things, all you use your mind for Allah, Allah will open up your mind. You use mind for dunya, nothing will happen, your IQ will stay the same. You use your mind for Allah, Allah will expand your mind. Use your emotions for dunya, nothing will happen, it will stay the same. Use your emotions for deen, Allah will expand your emotion. Use your body for dunya, nothing will happen, it will all stay the same. Or use your body for deen, Allah will expand your health, He will expand your strength, He will expand your energy. He will expand all of these things. If you use them for deen, you use them for Allah. Hmm? Subhanallah. That's why you see this awliyaullah, they have incredible minds, muhaddithin, incredible minds, they have incredible stamina, 80 years old, 90 years old. Our Dada Pir Hazrat Khaja Ghulam Habib when he was 80 years old, he used to travel the world and give bayan. 80 year old man, traveling and giving bayan. And our Shaykh says once that he remembered, he saw him off at the airport. And in Pakistan it's very strict, you know, you can't go in unless you're there, even at the door, main door, unless you're the passenger. And so then there was no porter there. So Sheikh, our Sheikh was worried that how is Sheikh going to go in? Sheikh said, I'm not, a, I'm not the old man that you think I am. Allah Akbar. He had his own style of speaking. Huh? I'm not the old man that you think I am. And he picked up his luggage himself and he went in the airport. Allah Akbar Kabira. Hmm? 
It's Allah-given strength. Hmm? Allah-given strength, Allah-given mind, Allah-given heart, Allah-given feelings. Why don't you want that for yourself? Hmm? There is a super race. Ah, there is a super race, but the scientists and geneticists can't make it. There is a super race. Allah Ta'ala makes it. Through Barakah Deen, He will augment their mental ability. He augments, increases their physical ability. He puts more power in their emotions. Mardi Mu'min, Rijalullah. in shakartum la'azidannakum. Hmm? And if you're ungrateful, if you're ungrateful, if you're unappreciative, then know that my punishment, Allah Ta'ala is saying, know that my punishment is shadeed, is intense, is extremely intense. Al-Aman al-Hafiz, na'udhu billah min dhalik. Allah Akbar kabira. It says something. That in many places in the Quran, Allah Ta'ala contrasted shukr with kufr. Yes, when iman is contrasted with kufr, kufr means disbelief. When shukr is contrasted with kufr, kufr means ungrateful. But still, it's something, it should hit our heart. That Ya Rab, the same word you created in Arabic language to describe the one who didn't have iman, use the same word to describe the one who doesn't have shukr. Allah Akbar, no other, nothing is like that. The other person doesn't have haya, he's called tasik. The person who doesn't do this, he's called fajr. But the one who doesn't have shukr, he's called kafir. Not disbelief, but he's called ungrateful wretch. Allah Akbar Kabir. Strong. I'm using strong because it's only the strong English word that can capture the strength of the Arabic. I'm not being inappropriate in tone. I'm conveying to you the tone of Allah Ta'ala in Quran. It's a very strong thing. in kafartum. Oh, Allah Akbar. And adab shadeed. Hmm? This is strong, strong language from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Strong language from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Here, it's Zohar time, we should keep it light for you. Allah hmm? Akbar. Hmm? Save this for another time, inshallah. We'll end with just one hadith. This beautiful hadith of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And this also... One hadith our shaykh used to tell us a lot in the early days in America. A lot of times we used to hear the hadith from, Nabi, from hadith of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam from our beloved shaykh. So we'll tell you this one hadith and then we'll call this bayan an end. This hadith is in the Sahih of Imam Bukhari. Hadith is in the Sahih of Imam Bukhari And many of the ulama who would compile shorter works in hadith, they would often, I can't say always, but almost always include this hadith. Because of its lessons, especially for shukr. So what is the hadith? It's narrated in the authority of Sayyidina Abu Huraira. Sayyidina Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala anhu. That Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa said that from the Bani Israel there were three people. One was a leper who had leprosy which is a degenerative skin disease that your skin body just starts peeling off and falling off. Was a leper. Second, there was one who was bald. His hair had fallen off, he was completely bald. And third, there was a person who was blind, completely lost his sight. So there were three people like that. means Allah Ta'ala tested them with physical illness. Allah Ta'ala deprived them of some portion of their health. Leper, bald and blind. So then Allah Ta'ala tested them. Allah Ta'ala sent an angel to them in human form. Undercover. Hmm? Allah Ta'ala sent an angel to them in human form. So that angel, he went to them one by one. First he went to the leper. And the leper was miserable. 
because in his condition nobody wants to be near him he was an outcast from society this is what happens so he was living in a state of misery and sorrow and sadness so then this angel in human form the angel went to him and said what would you like the most what is it that you wish so he said oh my wish is that this condition would be removed and that my skin would become whole again and my complexion would become normal again because it's very spotty, blotchy that my complexion would become normal again and the people would no longer be averse to me and they would stop departing and fleeing from me. So basically he asked this. So the angel said, okay. Angel said, I make dua, I touch you. Angel touched him with his blessed angelic hand and cured him of his condition. Angel cured him of his condition. Then the angel asked him, so then he became cured. Now imagine this person, just go in his heart, how he should have been appreciative at this time, completely cured by the touch of that person, completely restored. Then the angel asked him a second question, that now, because he wasn't able to work, because of his condition of leprosy, so he was also poor. So the angel asked, what type of property do you like? What type of mal? What would you like to be your sustenance, your livelihood? So that person responded, that I would like to have camels. So the angel then gave him a she-camel, female camel, which was already pregnant. Gave him a pregnant she-camel. That okay, this will now be your risk. And then said to him, may Allah Ta'ala grant you blessings and risk from this camel. The made dua, and then the angel left. Okay, then the angel went to the second person. The second person was the one who was bald. And asked, what would be the most beloved thing to happen to you? What do you want? What's your favorite thing that should happen? So he said, MashaAllah, huh? He said, I want my hair, huh? So some people they take from this that it's okay to feel a bit sad about being bald and wanting hair, huh? Because it comes in a deep, huh? So he said, that the greatest thing I would want, now this is amazing, maybe he had other problems in his life, huh? This is the vanity of men, hmm? Maybe he could have asked for anything, and if he knew it was an angel, maybe he would have asked for something else, but the person came to him and said, what's the one thing you desire the most? So he said, I want some hair. I want some hair back on my scalp, hmm? which causes the people to no longer be averse to me and depart from me. So what was happening in his case apparently, because he was bald, people were turning away from him. So this loneliness, hmm? this being outcast, social outcast. So he said, I don't want to be bald anymore. So fine, so the angel touched him and then all of his hair, lush hair was restored. Allah Akbar, imagine the sugar that person should have had. And then the angel asked the second question, that okay, since the people were all averse to you, departing from you, you were able to earn. What would you like to be your mal? What would you like to be your source of income, means of livelihood? So he said, cows. He said, cows. So the angel gifted him a female pregnant she-cow and then said the same dua to him, that may Allah Ta'ala bless you through it. May Allah Ta'ala grant you blessings through it. Then third, the angel went to the blind man and said to him that what would you like? What would be the one thing your heart desires the most? So the blind man, and this is totally naturally understandable, the blind man said, I would like that Allah Ta'ala would restore my sight. I would like that Allah Ta'ala restore my sight so that I may see the people, that I may be able to see once again. So the angel touched him and his sight was restored to him. That can, we can only imagine what a moment that would be. Hmm? That someone who has never ever seen to all of a sudden be able to see. Allah Akbar Kabira. Hmm? So he was able to see. So then the angel asked him that again, you were, because you were blind, you might not have been able to earn. So what would you like as your mal? What would you like to be your means of sustenance, your earning, your livelihood? So he said, sheep. 
sheep. You could say goat also. Sheep, goat. So the angel said, okay. So the angel brought him a pregnant she, female sheep. Hmm? Female sheep. And made the same dua to him that may Allah Ta'ala grant you barakah through it. Then some time passed. Now the he doesn't mention that. But you can imagine several years, maybe a couple of decades passed. And that Allah Ta'ala put barakah in all of those three animals so much that the leper, now he had a herd of camels, so much that they filled an entire valley. And that person who was bald had a flock or herd of cow, such that it filled an entire valley. And the person who was blind also got so much barakah from that one goat and sheep that he had a herd flock of sheep enough to fill an entire valley. Okay. Stage three. Then Allah Ta'ala sends the angel back to them. Then Allah Ta'ala sends the angel back to them, but now in a new disguise. So Nabi Kareem Sallallahu said, then the angel went to the leper disguised as a leper. The angel went to that former leper disguised as a leper and said, I'm poor, I'm leper, people are averse to me, people flee to me, I have lost all my means, I have no income, no livelihood, no sustenance. There is no one who can satisfy my needs except for Allah. There is no one who can satisfy my needs except for Allah. So I ask you in the name of the one who gave you your fair complexion and your fine skin. And I ask you in the name of the one who granted you all this abundance and wealth in your livestock camel herd. That you but give me one camel so that I may take it and I may journey on this camel. So what did the man say? He said, no. He said, no. He said, I have many commitments and obligations of my own to fulfill with this herd, so I will not give you one. So then the angel disguised as a leper said to him, that I think I know you. Were you not once a leper? Were you not that person who used to be a leper and the people were averse to you? The people used to flee from you? And you were also, were you not also poor? And is it not Allah Ta'ala who gave you this fair complexion and skin and Allah Ta'ala who gave you all this wealth? So the man replied, no, no, I received all of this as inheritance for my forefathers. Hmm? It means in English he wants to say that I come from a proud lineage. I'm not some poor leper that you think I am. Ex- Leper, ex-poor man. So then the angel said to him, okay, that if you are lying, may Allah Ta'ala make you as you were before. You say you weren't like that. So if you, whatever you were, may Allah Ta'ala make you as you were before. Allah Akbar. Then the angel went to the bald man. The angel went to the bald man, disguised as a bald person, told him the same thing. That I am a poor person. I'm bald. The people are averse to me. And... No one can satisfy my needs except for Allah Ta'ala. So I ask you in the name of Allah, that Allah Ta'ala who restored your lush hair to you, and that Allah Ta'ala who gave you this herd and livestock of cows, that can you but gift me one of the cows? Can you but gift me one of the cows? The man answered the same way, that no, Allah Akbar, no, I have my own obligations and commitments that I want to do with this herd of cows. Angel said the same thing, that don't I know you? Aren't you that person who used to be bald and the people used to flee from him and you were poor and did not Allah Ta'ala restore your hair to you and did Allah Ta'ala not give you all this wealth and these cows? And he responded the same way. 
that no, no, I'm not some former bald person or some former poor person. I received all of this by way of inheritance from my forefathers. So the angel made the same dua for him, that okay, if you are lying, may Allah Ta'ala return you to the condition that you were in. Then he went to the third one. Now he disguises the blind man. He went to the blind man, that oh, he went to the former blind man. Angel disguises the blind man. He went to the third one. He said, I'm poor, I'm a traveler, I'm on a journey, I need help. Hmm? I have no one to help me except for Allah. So I ask you in the name of Allah. I ask you in the name of Allah. That Allah Ta'ala who gave you back your sight. And that Allah who gave you this whole herd of sheep. Could you gift me but one sheep of yours? So that man, he said, that without doubt I was blind. And without doubt I was poor. And you were right and you reminded me. And I remember that it was my Allah Ta'ala who restored my sight to me. And it was my Allah Ta'ala who gave me all of these sheep. Don't ask me for one. You can take as much of this as you want. You can take as much of this as you want. By Allah, I will not keep you from taking anything of my property. Allah Akbar, which you may have for the sake of Allah. So the angel then he replied that you keep all of your sheep, your property with you. All three were tested. I am an angel who came from Allah SWT. Allah Ta'ala is pleased with you and he is angry with your two companions. Hmm? Allah Akbar. So this is the feeling of shukr. We say in Urdu, ki apne okat ko yaad karna. It means in English that you should remember your origins. Be humble. Never think yourself to be something. If you have any knowledge, Allah granted it before He granted it, you were ignorant. If you have any ability or skill, Allah gave you that talent before that you were untalented. If you have any health, Allah Ta'ala gave that to you before that you would have had nothing. Everything and anything we have. And this is why Allah Ta'ala taught us this lesson in the very beginning of Quran. Alhamdulillah. Alhamd. All praise. Every kind of praise is only for Allah. Lillah. Alhamd. Praise itself befits only Allah. Praise itself is only proper to Allah. Alhamdulillah means Allah is everything. I am nothing. If I am something, it's only because my Allah Ta'ala granted it to me. If I'm not appreciative of it, the same Allah who knows how to give, the same Allah knows how to take back. So always we must have this feeling of shukr in our heart. We must be shukur. Don't look in the dunya to those who have more than you. Look in the dunya to those who have less than you. If you look at those who have more, you will want more. You'll be unappreciative of what you have. But the day you start looking at those and spend time with those who are poor and hungry and destitute, who have less than you, you will number one, no longer even feel that need for more anymore. And number two, you will be so appreciative of what Allah has already given you. And in deen, you must always look in deen to those who have more than you. Never in deen, look at those who have less than you. If in deen you look at those who have less than you, then you will get a false sense of contentment, a false sense of accomplishment, and you may think that you no longer need more. But if in deen you look at those who have more than you, if in deen you look at those who have more than you, then you will realize that, Ya Rab, there's so much more for me to do. You will start thirsting for deen, longing for deen, yearning for deen, then you will use these emotions for deen. You will use this mind for deen. You will use this body and strength and energy for deen. Then you will live for deen. You will die on deen. 
May Allah Ta'ala make each and every one of us from his shakirin, shakirin ibad. Allah Ta'ala make us shakur, shakur. Not even just shakir, we want to be shakur. Hmm? Deeply, intensely appreciative and grateful to Allah for each and every single thing. May Allah Ta'ala accept this niyas from us. May Allah Ta'ala give us this in the spirit of Ramadan that when we fast, it's a big teaching of Ramadan. Allah Ta'ala wants us to be grateful for food, grateful for drink, grateful that we don't ever have to be afflicted by hunger. This hunger was of our choice and we ended at Maghrib. There are people who are suffering from hunger that is not from their choice and they can't end it at Maghrib. We're supposed to be shakur. May Allah make us shakur wa akhiru da'wana and alhamdulillah hiram bin alameen. Before we make dua, we'll make short khatamat of wajagan as is the practice of ours in this itikaf program after the salah. Those of you who may be from community who came today only and are unfamiliar, we ask our friends to maybe pass out and those who have maybe to share their own with the members of community who come because you, our multikafeen may not know that on Sunday the Stanger community has this special beyond after Zohar. They move Zohar time back. So this is a special event for the community. The way we will make this khatmat is we will recite Durud Shif Salawat and then we will recite some ayat, sentences, one sentence from Hadith and we will alternate between the two. And then begin by reciting Durud Shif. Allahumma salli ala sayyiduna Muhammad wa ala ali sayyiduna Muhammad wa barik wa sallam. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala ali Sayyidina Muhammadin wa barik wa sallim. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala ali Sayyidina Muhammadin wa barik wa sallim. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala ali Sayyidina Muhammadin wa barik wa sallim. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Hasbunallahu wa ni'mal wakil. 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 Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala Ali Sayyidina Muhammadin wa barik wa sallim. Allahumma salli بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala Ali Sayyidina Muhammadin wa barik wa sallim. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala Ali Sayyidina Muhammadin wa barik wa sallim. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala Ali Sayyidina Muhammadin wa barik wa sallim. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إني كنت من الظالمين 
لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إني كنت من الظالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والله ذو فضل على المؤمنين والله ذو فضل على المؤمنين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إنا لله وإنا إليه راجعون إنا لله وإنا إليه راجعون اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الله ولي الذين امنوا الله ولي الذين امنوا اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم والله ولي المؤمنين والله ولي المؤمنين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم 
Make short muraqaba, close your eyes, bow your head, disconnect yourself from the world. Make near that Allah Ta'ala's nur and rahmah is coming into our heart, purifying our heart with sin, purging our heart of our ungratefulness, filling our heart with his shukr, and our qalb is making zikr of Allah's name, as if our qalb is silently calling Allah, Allah, Allah. La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah Make dua subhanallah bilal wahabalah masalli hada sayyiduna Muhammad wa ala ali sayyiduna Muhammad wa barik wa sallim Rabbana zalamna anfusana wa izlam takfir lana wa tarhamna lanakunanna minal khasirin Ya Rabbi Kareem forgive us for our sins Ya Rabb forgive us for being so ungrateful so unappreciative we are ashamed Ya Rabb we want to be true to you we want to be thankful to you we want to be grateful to you we want to be appreciative to you make us from your shakur ibad Make us from the Shakirin, make us from the Zakirin, make us from your Shukur Ibani Rabbi Kareem. We want to value this existence, we value being insan, we value this gift of Iman, we value the Deen of Islam, we want to value Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Let us value them as they ought to be valued. Let us value you as you wished and deserve to be valued. We want to do Qadr of you, appreciate you. We don't want to fall into that verse. Ya Allah, save us from that sin, save us from that fate, make us appreciative, Ya Rabb. We give thanks to you, Ya Rabb, for all the health that you gave us. We give thanks to you, Ya Rabb, for the mind that you gave us. We give thanks to you, Ya Rabb, for the heart that you gave us. We give thanks to you, Ya Rabb, for the family that you gave us. We give thanks to you, Ya Rabb, for the deen that you gave us. We give thanks to you, Ya Rabb, for the Nabi Kareem, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that you sent to us. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we give thanks for the Iman that you placed in our heart. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we give thanks that you have said that you are our Rabb, Rabbuka, Anta Rabbuna, Ya Rabb, Nahnu Ibaduka, Ya Rabb, Anta Rabbuna, Ya Rabb, Nahnu Ibaduka, Ya Rabb, Alhamdulillah, Bi Ibadiska Salihin, Ya Rahman Rahimin, Alhamdulillah, Bi Ibadiska Shukur, Ya Rahman Rahimin, Ya Rabbi Kareem, make us grateful to creation, grateful to our friends, grateful to our communities, grateful Grateful to the ulama, grateful to the uliya, grateful to sahaba, grateful to shuhada. Let us be appreciative of every work of deen, appreciative to every person of deen. Let us be appreciative of every drop of iman that resides in any of the hearts of the mu'mineen. Yet it became that is value that iman, honor that iman, honor them for their iman. And yet we ask that you honor us because of our iman, that you look fondly upon us because of our iman. They make us strong mu'mineen, steadfast mu'mineen. Make us from your arifin, zakirin, salihin, muttakin. Ya Allah, ya Rabbi Kareem. Rabbana takimbal minna innaka anta samiul alim. Utumbalayna innaka anta tawabu rahim. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala habibihi Sayyidina Muhammad. Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Bi rahmatika ya arhamar rahimin. Amen.